Marketing is no longer about the stuff that you make, but it's about the stories that you tell. Am I right, Megan? Yeah. And in this next podcast, we're going to be discussing different social media strategies that you can be implementing online at whatever platforms you choose. So sit back. Hey, we haven't mentioned that bowl of popcorn they should be having, have we? I think we talked about it a couple episodes Yeah, ago. maybe they should uh, pause, grab a bowl of popcorn, and join us right now. Hello, and welcome to What Makes You Click, a podcast about successful marketing approaches and tips. Every episode provides our listeners with innovative marketing trends, ideas, and strategies that drive increased revenue opportunities. Our guest experts, influencers, and business owners share their unique perspective on what makes customers click. Sit back and tune in for money-making advice from our experienced and hilarious marketing experts. Before we begin this podcast, Megan and I want to make sure that we tell you that it is very important to make sure that you look at and build a social media strategy for your business. Going into one without a strategy often leaves money on the table. And especially nowadays, nobody ever goes into business and says, I don't want to make any revenue or any money. So it's it's equally as important to make sure that you have that strategy. So one of the things that we're going to do is really dive into what it is to build a social media strategy. And the first and foremost thing that you should always do before you get into this is to develop those personas. We've talked about this in the lead generation podcast. Personas are those characteristics and demographics of a particular audience that you're trying to target. And you may have multiple personas. In fact, at our company, I think we have seven or eight different personas based on the services we offer and what people are interested in learning more about. So knowing your audience, the demographics, and choosing social media sites that you will find your audience on um, accordingly is very important. Right, Megan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you learn everything you can about your audience and then develop those characteristics. Um, And Because when you are creating content, you want it to be engaging and fun and especially something that they're interested in. Because if they're not interested in, they're going to keep scrolling. They're not Mm going to pay attention. I mean, how many times, Megan, do you come across ads or posts that are irrelevant to you just keep on scrolling oh you only have half a second to make an impression on someone in Mm -hmm. that half a second they're going to decide whether they whether they'll click to learn more or if they're just going to completely ignore you i think it's like there is so much content that we come across that the brain has had to like you know put up this like very hyper filter to just keep out all the stuff that would otherwise just clutter our brain with thoughts. You know, there's something that I've, I once incorporated into a presentation that I did that talked about the average attention span for a human being is five seconds and the average attention span for a goldfish is six seconds. (laughs) So we as humans actually have less of an attention span than a goldfish does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's good when you develop these strategies because you're really finding out what people are looking for and building content from there. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're not going to be doing the social media posting yourself, if you have someone on your staff or a team member who's going to be, you know, managing this process, having them to create the strategy so that you feel like they know what they're doing, you can train them on, you know, etiquette, 
on social media because once you put it out there, it's out there. It's there forever. And it's hard to take it back. So making sure you have that sort of thing. Um, So let's just talk a little bit about, you know, what are some best things that, uh, Megan, we could be doing, you know, to really help building the strategy? It's really good to plan out in advance because then you don't feel like you're under the wire to get it posted by like 3 in the afternoon or 3.30 in the afternoon. So, um, and especially if you're working with someone else, taking that time to brainstorm, say this is what we're going to put out on Wednesday, this is what we're going to put out on Thursday, that's a big help. And luckily there are management platforms out there where you can schedule your content in advance, uh, you set a time for it, you you sync your social media platforms, and it just goes out, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and you want to know something funny? I happened to maybe a year ago or so run into a friend as I was walking around and my friend said to me, oh my gosh, I love what you put out there on social media today. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that feedback. But you know what was funny? I had no idea what content went out that day because we had pre-scheduled it in advance. And sometimes that's the best thing. Because you don't have to be day in and day out logging in and thinking, oh, what am I going to write? But creating that content calendar. Mm -hmm. So you can say Monday is Motivational Monday that I'm going to be giving some sort of uh, tip or incentive to, you know, working with our company or just our industry in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, Transformation Tuesday. Look how we've transformed Mm -hmm. XYZ client or person into, um, you know, our campaign or especially social media. So you can create like fun little content calendars that give you some ideas as to how you could be, um, you know, managing things. I mean, we yeah. used to do Pearl of Wisdom Wednesdays. Pearl, Pearl of Wisdom. Yeah, I remember those? Those I are do. fun. Those are fun. And um, um, I will say one more thing about the content calendar. It really helps you uh, not only organize your content, but make sure that um, it's kind of everything that you're talking about, all the different topics that are involved with your brand, they're like evenly promoted, if that makes sense. So it's like you don't end up doing two posts in a row about the same thing if you plan it out in advance. No, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, it's, it's making sure that you are um, creating content that is specific but not repurposing. I mean, I think I saw... Um, I saw a client once that they were using pretty much the same image over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And what tends to happen is that people say, oh, this is just redundant or I've already seen this and they keep on scrolling, yeah. not realizing that the text was actually different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a good rule of thumb is to make sure you give a longer lead time before you recycle something. Now, mm-hmm. invent. You know, event marketing, oh, especially yeah. when you're using social media for event marketing uh, with your strategy, it's you have to be posting that same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to do it in that instance. Yeah. But, you know, don't take a, you know, a computer and post the same image of that computer over and over again each week. Yeah. It might not be uh, viewed. Well, I like what you said about event marketing using the same because when we were launching the podcast, I wanted people to see, like, you know, our design of the microphone. And be like, oh, a new episode came up. Like, I wanted them to associate that image. With yeah, some absolutely. More and you know what you did great, even with this podcast, um, especially when we were just introducing it for the first time, is that you created the suspense yeah. and you kind of did a countdown. Mm-hmm. You're like five more days before our podcast launches, and it, you just build that excitement. Oh, yeah. And we as 
humans and consumers are just looking for the excitement like oh my gosh what am i going to miss out on Mm -hmm. if you know i don't take a part in this Mm -hmm. Uh, you know fomo at its best but fomo works fear of missing out people don't want to miss out on the new sale or the best of the best or Mm -hmm. what might be coming out I see a lot of companies, like, for a product drop or a launch, they'll do a countdown, and that really does create suspense. It You're does. Like, oh, I got it. If, I, if I'm not there, I'm going to miss out. That's exactly it. Exactly it. So as we're talking about making sure you have your strategy, we often create our strategies based mm-hmm. on SMART goals. And SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So let's get into a little bit of detail. Mm-hmm. Specific. Make your goals specific and narrow for more effective planning. So that means create the concept, but don't make it so broad that people are going to be left questioning, but don't make it so specific that you've got a small niche that you're trying to target. Measurable. So that's how you're going to define the success. So we sometimes measure in post likes, views, views, which can be useful for videos, comments you can do, or shares. Shares, yep, shares is another one, getting people. And again, you have to ask people to do these things. You can't just assume that someone's going to like your post or share your content or make a comment. Ask Mm -hmm. them to do it because a lot of times we don't think unless we are told what to do. So Mm -hmm. it's really important. Um, Attainable, make sure that you can reasonably accomplish your goals within a certain time frame. Mm -hmm. Don't set out and say, I'm going to start a new podcast and I'm going to launch this tomorrow without even having any idea as to what to do. You need to make them attainable for yourself because otherwise you will start to stress out that you're not going to meet your deadline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Relevant, that really comes down to what your long-term goals and objectives are. If you're trying to grow the sales team or you're trying to grow your business, you know, creating content that's relevant to what your end goal really is. And then time-based, sometimes referred to as time-bound, but it's, you know, what's the end date and how are you going to set milestones? So in the first month, I want to grow five new followers on social media. Mm-hmm. Is the second month going to be 10 more and so yeah. forth? So, you know, setting these SMART goals um, is important. Now, we can also talk about SMART goals when it comes to um, advertisements, uh, especially paid. We'll talk about paid advertisements um, mm-hmm. a little bit further on, but you know, measuring paid advertisements. What are some ways, Megan, that we do it here? Um, When we put out an advertisement, we want to know how many people actually click through to uh, see the offer on the other side of that advertisement. And of those click-throughs, how many of them actually went through with a purchase? If they considered a purchase but maybe left in their shopping cart, we want to try to figure out why and what can we do to kind of seal the deal for them. Absolutely. And another one of the things that, you know, we're also looking at is not only, you know, the the click-through rates, but, you know, what their competitors are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So you may have... Uh, you know, competitors are very similar geographically, even located near you. And you can, you know, use some of what they do for inspiration, but not necessarily want to copy what they're doing because you want to make sure that you're standing out differently from, Mm -hmm. you know, your competition, Um, especially, you know, like I said, if you're in a very similar like industry. Yeah. And it could be just as simple of an observation as they're using a lot of videos, so maybe we should try incorporating a little video, but let's use our own ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said to me, uh, 
the best form of flattery is seeing someone copy yeah. what you do. And it's true because, mm-hmm. you know, they love and what you're doing. And, and in a lot of ways, they want to make sure that they're staying on top of these trends. Mm-hmm. But you always want to be a couple steps forward, not chasing and behind the times. Yeah, you want to set the trend, not follow it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So um, speaking of trends, you know, paying attention, like you just said, literally paying attention to trends and, and ha- that are happening online and making sure you're following suit. Uh, it could be, you know, audio trends like mm-hmm. podcasting. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, images, videos, mm-hmm. uh, holidays. Sometimes people post yeah. like today's National Ice Cream Day, and mm-hmm. we're having a sale on ice cream. Uh, buy one, get one half off. Even I, uh, I see that with like these big corporate social media accounts, the one that have like an actual team of people on them. So it's like they know when there's it's like. A joke or a new trend or a meme circulating around and then they all get together and they think okay how can we make this about us hundred percent hundred percent but you know the one thing that we can say is be very mindful of what you do post like yeah we mentioned it, it's out there but you know keep politics and all of those types of things out of your content and make them oh, yeah. fun mm-hmm. you know a lot of we tend to see so much going on around us and Sometimes these are very difficult topics around the world, but you know when you can bring a little humor and laughter to someone's day, it's mm-hmm. all it's all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. You keep know, it, keep it lighthearted. Yeah, keep it lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Keep it fun. Uh, one of the things that you know I want to talk about next, Megan, are mm-hmm. audits. So oh, we yeah, yeah. we tend to do a lot of social media audits. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain to me a little bit about what we're looking at when we? we review a social media account for someone so when we're reviewing a social media account or accounts plural sometimes we have instances where there are like you know other accounts loosely affiliated with the brand and then we have to decide if we want to draw them in like you know a little bit stronger to the brand what we're looking at is it's like um number of followers if um that following is it's like significantly bigger or smaller on another site we're also looking at the graphics um, on each profile because for both Facebook and Instagram you're going to be able to put up a banner of sorts and then almost every social media platform allows you to have like some icons so is that icon and then are those banners um, identical across all of your uh, platforms because that's the biggest branding that you can really do I mean everyone is visual Um, Mm -hmm. so that's going to be really important and then you want to look at it's like um, well you'd like to look at um, which posts are gaining the most attention it's like try to find the posts with the most amount of engagement and the posts with the least amount of engagement how um, which one was more recent um, what is the typical what is the average kind of engagement per post across all these platforms and from there you can really determine strengths weaknesses and opportunities mm-hmm absolutely and I think you said it well is the branding needs to really be consistent and, mm-hmm. and that's what we find often is different logos being used across different profiles or you know mm-hmm. images as a top banner or inconsistent with the overall branding and when when these audits are very important because as industry professionals you know we mm-hmm. understand what goes into this but at the same time it's it's an educational tool that we can provide to these businesses that 
don't even necessarily think about it the way we think about it or understand how their branding could be influencing or not influencing others. So the audits are really important and especially what's also important is being able to have on your website. So one of the big things that we're not talking about in this episode um, or the series is having a website, but it Mm -hmm. is your brand online. And having a presence is showing credibility. People like to know that you are a legitimate business, right? Mm -hmm. And what's the first thing? Like, Megan, you and I do a lot of networking events and and go and meet people. So what's the first thing you and I do after we meet someone? Business card. Yeah, business card, shake hands, and then we probably go look them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we want to go see what these people, who they are and the businesses Mm -hmm. that they they own and, Mm -hmm. and what they do. And, and it's kind of websites are that way. So utilizing your website and putting your social media icons on there is another way to kind of link everything of yours together. I mean, you talked about the mm-hmm. link tree. Um, yeah. And the, the, your website is another good place to make sure that you've got every resource that you need out mm-hmm. there. Especially because it's like WordPress and all these other building sites. They often implement in like, it's usually you find it in one of the corners icons for you to plug in your social media to make sure it's all connected. Mm-hmm. So, and like going back um, a little bit to what Megan was saying was, um, you know, making sure that when you are doing these strategies, you're planning out as much content as you mm-hmm. can. Uh, the content, you know, really should be all about educating people, less about selling to them all the time, mm-hmm. but really pointing them back to your website or, or what you're trying to accomplish sales maybe you're you're an online shopping cart that you're trying to promote people to buy from you yeah and and truly just help support your lead generation efforts and you know what we often find is that you know creating those smart goals and saying all right this is my specific topic and this is all of my milestones really does help you to to break it down and mm-hmm. You know, one of the best things that we do here at the company is we sometimes just jot down ideas on a whiteboard and we design what our campaigns are going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't be afraid to, you you know, put yourself out there and try these things. But Mm -hmm. I will say, don't get discouraged, right? Oh, that's a big one because it's slow. It's Mm -hmm. slow. It is. Mm -hmm. But just because it doesn't work the first time doesn't mean it was always incorrect. You have to look at this and watch it and, you know, be maintaining it. It's not like one of those rotisserie chickens where you set it and forget it and just watch the thing turn. No. You have to be looking at it. It's kind of like whisking. You can't, like, you can't let up for a second or it's just your lumps are going to be in the batter. Jeez, all this talk about food. We all just had lunch. I feel like i got to have another snack here. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's what I want to make sure that everyone mm-hmm. understands. Be okay and prepared to make changes if you need to. Mm -hmm. If your goals are coming up and you haven't reached your milestones, don't get discouraged. Don't think it was something you did wrong. It might just be you need to tweak something along the ways. Not every strategy is going to work from start to finish 100% the way you want it to. Mm -hmm. Right, Megan? Yeah. Rule of thumb is in terms of frequency of social media posting, you really don't need to post more than once a day. So that will set you up for maximum over the week of five posts a day. But if you can't do five posts, that's okay. It's like we find that two or three is just enough to keep people kind of involved in knowing what you've been up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a great point to make is, you know, it's another question we get asked a lot. How often should I be on social media? 
And, you know, for us, we do it five days a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, one of the tools that does exist uh, out on social media before we jump into talking about paid advertisements and how that incorporated the strategy is there are insights. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different insights that you can look at on your social media channels. And by looking at that, you can see your demographic information. You can see when your audience is on social media. So for us, we tend to see most of our our, um, people that follow our pages are on in the mornings. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things they just don't really feel like working. And uh, they just jump onto social media. Need to warm up the brain. Yeah, warm up the brain a little bit with some marketing tips from Pearl Marketing. Yeah. But we tend to post a lot of our content in the mornings for that reason. Because Mm -hmm. we have a better chance of people seeing it versus in the afternoon it gets buried uh, Mm -hmm. amongst all the other things that are going on yeah so it's good so Megan tell tell me a little bit about uh, paid advertisements we do we manage a lot of accounts with paid advertisements and um, you know tell me a little bit about like some of the criteria and some like demographic information that we can select yeah so when you do a paid ad either on Facebook Instagram it's going to usually ask you um, the, it's going to ask for an age range of you um, because when everyone creates an account, they put in their birthday. So Facebook and Instagram, they know how old you are. And if you list your hometown, they also know what zip code you're in. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> so, this, <laughs> so this information like age, gender, and zip code is all what eventually filters in when you start creating ads. This is what's really helpful for local businesses to um, do advertisements on Facebook because then they can set a perimeter um, of um, people to reach out to with these ads. So if they say, all right, I want this ad to be shown within 15 miles, say, of my zip code, then it's like that's going to be a net from which it's like people. And then those people who like live within 15 miles of you are going to see your ad and maybe remember your uh, place having like passed it once or they'll be interested in visiting you for the first time realizing that you're a local store Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of times we get businesses that are talking to us about geofencing Mm -hmm. so geofencing is basically creating uh, electronic fence that you can't see around a particular area so businesses use social media advertisements to say i want to target people within one mile of my address and that way, if they're visiting your storefront or they're driving through, they may start seeing advertisements. And you wonder sometimes why you go on vacation and you're in a random place you don't know, and you might start seeing ads for different content. And that's because of your geographical location at the present moment is being picked up and used to show you these advertisements. So if I'm up in New Hampshire, I might be seeing ads for businesses in New Hampshire, but if I travel down to, let's say, Florida, for example, now I start seeing advertisements for businesses in Florida. Mm-hmm. And that's what geofencing is doing, is it's basically creating that fence around a certain geographical area to target individuals. So stores use this to their ability, especially even restaurants. Oh, yeah. Rest- I, I was just thinking how I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings with friends, and then 
like the very next day, I swear, I was scrolling through Instagram and I got a Buffalo Wild Wings ad. And of I'm course. Like, you, you knew where I was. <laughs> That's exactly it. There's a strategy around all of this stuff. And it's one that a lot of times people don't even think about, but mm-hmm. we're constantly being targeted. Um, you know, they talk about it being guerrilla marketing, even. Guerrilla marketing is marketing that is happening to us that we don't even really necessarily think about. Like coasters. Yeah. You you go to a restaurant and you, put, you get a coaster. You know, that, that's probably got a logo of some business that's in mm-hmm. your face. You're not like, oh, wow, this coaster is being advertised to me. Mm-hmm. No, you just see it. Um, and, and that's what's interesting. So, you know, the geofencing, going back to, you know, how restaurants use it, they, a lot of times, especially the lunch hour, mm-hmm. I don't know if any of our listeners out there are like us, but sometimes around 1030 in the morning, we're already starting to think about what we want to eat for lunch especially if we've decided we're going to order out that day. Mm -hmm. So restaurants know that. So if they've got any lunch specials, all of a sudden your social media account might be full of different, you know, restaurants trying to entice you to come in. Oh, absolutely. Or even, you know, random stores that might be offering a today only sale. They know that you're within two miles because maybe you're meeting a friend, you know, down the street and all of a sudden they're like, hey, we got a sale going on today. You need Mm -hmm. to come in and check out this new item of clothing or (laughs) shoes or whatever it might be. And I have to wonder, especially because you know what people do when they go to restaurants and they get their very like colorful cocktail is they they go onto Instagram and they take like a video or a photo of it. And that photo and video saves all the data of when it was taken and where it was Mm -hmm. taken. So I bet that that information is somehow makes its way back to Instagram and was like, by the way, this user was here. So this is the content we should probably show them. Right. And you know, a lot of places these days, you know, can utilize this to their ability. You get someone to come into your establishment for the first time. Maybe you welcome them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You ask them to be part of your exclusive uh, email list and you put them into, you know, a first time email drip campaign. And then the next thing you know, they're, you're setting them a, a, a something about 10% off, oh, yeah. getting them to come back. And then in that essence, you're asking them to post pictures. So you, they might not be able to reach a larger audience because they can only do so much with their followers. But now mm-hmm. you're helping to be that brand promoter that we often yeah. talk about. Yeah, brand ambassador. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's great because now people are starting to, you know. Mm-hmm get your word out for you, these brand ambassadors that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. When people ask for recommendations all the time or re-reviews, there's a reason. Yeah. They want to make sure they're, you know, getting someone who's legitimate and not someone that, you know, mm-hmm. may not, you know, be credible in what they yeah. do. If I'm thinking about buying a product and I need something to dissuade me from buying it, I usually will go to the reviews and the review that says it's like, this didn't really work. I'm like, yep, okay, this was not going to do it. But how crazy is it that sometimes it takes one negative review Mm -hmm. to then make us not want to buy? Oh, because negativity almost resonates much, much more than positivity does. Well, and you know, it's interesting. I I feel like I'm always full of useless facts, but sometimes they do have meaning, (laughs) is they say on average that you have a good experience somewhere. You might tell one to three people, but if you have a bad experience, you're more likely to tell six to eight people. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I see, and I know you do too, Megan, Mm because we deal with it all the time, is businesses not responding 
Mm-hmm. To those. A lot of times they say, oh, that was a negative review. I don't even want to go there. But by not responding, you're not telling your side of what happened. And we're not mm-hmm. asking you to get in a tit for tat banter on social media, but you need to just resurrect the situation so that everyone mm-hmm. hears the other side of the story. And even if it's just like an apology and it's like offer to reach out for like, you know, more um, like a further discussion yeah. privately. Yeah, you, you could say we're, we apologize that you had this experience. We invite you to connect with us, uh, reach out to us so that we can discuss your matter further. Mm-hmm. Or if you know that something didn't happen that way, mm-hmm. you know, you could have to respond. In fact, I saw a review once. I don't think the business owner knew what he was doing or she was doing at the time. But they had gotten really upset with someone's negative review and ended up posting a response saying, that's not how this happened. If you want to discuss this more, you can call me and left their personal cell phone. Oh, and that was out there on social media. No, Mm -hmm. because now you got people calling you being like, well, I too might have had this or that. I mean, Mm -hmm. not saying they're all going to have negative experiences, but you don't want to be putting your your personal information out there for people to mm-hmm. all of a sudden be calling you up left and right when they when their order is taking too long oh, or yeah. their mm-hmm. shipment hasn't come in yet because for some delay in weather maybe a weather delay so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so you know going back to the the paid advertisements they really help they they allow you to pick not only the demographics but they allow you to pick uh, people's uh, behaviors like mm-hmm. are they do they have a specific title are they business owners are they uh, in the accounting field, mm-hmm. are they interested in biking or sports or that's leisure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can get so specific on what you do, and that's why it's good to have those personas built. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, create those smart goals. Mm-hmm. And, and what I would recommend to anybody is, you know, listening is to definitely connect with Megan and I if you have questions on what a social media strategy is, or maybe, maybe you just need us to kind of quickly audit what you're doing and just give some recommendations as to, you know, how things look. Yeah. And for information, like um, tutorials and how to create these paid ads, we have a course on our Pro Marketing Academy for social media, especially for those first time advertisers who really want to put themselves out there. Absolutely. And it's a lot of information at a pretty fair price. Yeah, it's a lot of information, but there's worksheets too. Yeah. So it's it's videos that you could start and stop at any point. Yeah. There's even the podcast option that mm-hmm. they can download just the audio and listen to these courses mm-hmm. and and then worksheets to kind of really help them to develop whether it's the social media strategy, we have one on lead generation. We even have one on how what it means to be building your brand for the company. Yeah. So we invite you to go over to promarketingacademy.com and, and check it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're always welcome to, like I said, email us, uh, consulting at promarketing.com should you have any questions. Megan and I are always happy to, to jump in and, mm-hmm. and help you to really make your goal successful, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no one wants to go into business and says they don't want to make money. Mm-hmm. So we're here to help. Um, so join us in the next episode. And that in episode four, we're going to be talking about what it means to be actually creating um, not only just advertisements, but advertising and content on social media. So from reels to stories to posts, that's what we'll be discussing in the next topic. Sounds we thank like you fun. all for listening. And uh, see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
You have reached the end of another episode of What Makes You Click. Check us out at promarketing.com forward slash what makes you click. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free resources and materials. See you in the next episode.